0: So one aspect of life that I think is going to change going into the future post-COVID-19, Jason, is the way we watch movies and the way we entertain ourselves, be it in theaters or at home. I'm Jason Cipriani with Jason Perlow, and that's what we're going to talk about today, is the future of Hollywood, movies, and TV series. So Jason, I know you're a big fan of going to theaters pre-COVID you know, COVID and all of that. What, what was it like for you uh, as far as you you know, what were your habits as far as going to the movies? And so,
1: my wife and I were Regal Unlimited members, right? So that's when you pay twenty dollars a month, and you get each 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 person pays twenty dollars a month, and they get unlimited viewing of any movies in a Regal any Regal movie theater, right? So there's twenty movies out a month. You get to watch all twenty movies for twenty dollars a month, provided you go, you know, every night. And, uh, you know, you can't see like two, three of them are the same. You can't see it twice in a row if you wanted to, but you could, you know. Sure. So, so it, 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 it would be fairly possible to watch all the movies in a month if you, you know, you went every other night. So we would probably go to the movies, I guess, two or three times a week, depending. You know, we might go to an early show, at, you know, 536 or something, or we go to a late show. Um, we had a great time with it. Love the, uh, the reclining seats, you know, the reclining bucket seats and the, the, the whole business. Sure. Nice sound systems, things like that. Um, nice air conditioning systems. We, like, we love the experience, you know, the in-theater experience for, the, you know, for all that. Um, but because of, of the virus, uh, you know, all those movie theaters have been closed and we haven't been able to go. So we have um, more or less moved towards just watching everything at home you know, and, and that's, uh, but we really have not moved towards, uh, I mean, what has there been to watch as far as first run content, really, there hasn't been a heck of a lot, you know, even if you wanted to pay for it, so to speak, so.
0: Right, yeah, so before all of this, I never, I, well, I shouldn't say never, we rarely go to the movie theater, family of five, it's over that's $100. Expensive. you know by the time you buy popcorn and drinks and candy and all that even if you sneak some stuff in it still is expensive to pay for five people to go so really our exposure to movie theaters was once maybe twice a year big big names uh, releases like star wars we would go other than that we would wait for it to come out or we wait for it to come out on streaming services and uh watch it there and that's exactly what our habits have been during you know self-isolation and the stay-at-home orders and all of that is we're still watching the same amount of movies we normally did months after their initial release but through streaming services whether it's apple tv uh or disney plus uh what was it um, frozen 2 was released on there early uh, we recently watched the new trolls world tour which yeah. was one of the first Movies to be released direct com- to consumer during all of this, um, which was a huge success for them. But at twenty dollars for a forty-eight hour rental, it's a little pricey still. Granted, it's not the cost of going to a movie theater, but uh, it—you know—twenty bucks for forty-eight hour rental is not cheap. So, what do you think it's going to be like as things go back to normal, Jason?
1: Well, obviously, there's going to be a lull. content right because movies have had to stop shooting even television has had to stop early uh, shooting of their seasons so when they run when we run out of new episodes sometime in 2020 you know that could be that could be an early end to the television season and there could be delays while these the these these seasons these 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 production companies re-ramp up and start up again and have stuff to watch now, part of that is due to the fact that whenever you have any kind of live production, when you have actors that need to be on sets and sets have to be built, and, you know, there's logistics has to take place, especially if it's on site in a city or, you know, in, in a shooting location that's recognizable, right? There's a lot of stuff that has to take place. When you have these type of quarantine orders and stay in place and all these social distancing things, it's going to be logistically very difficult to shoot those types of movies.
0: Yeah. Now...
1: There will be, of course, I think, you know, if you take a look at what Disney did with Mandalorian, they shot everything in front of a green screen. They also had a lot of uh, fantasy characters, monsters and creatures and things like that, you know, uh, sci-fi looking stuff, right? Which is fairly, which is, a lot of that's going to happen inside the computer. Um, Even the characters are going to be manipulated inside the computer. So it's easy to, I think those types of films Will be easier to crank out. Um, they'll have to figure out the, the voice recording aspects and how to keep that high, high quality whenever you, you add that, that audio track. And, but those things can be dealt with, right? It's the on site um, execution and filming is, is going to be the, the hardest part for these companies to deal with.
0: Yeah, it, from what I understand, The Mandalorian was actually, they used some green screen stuff, obviously everyone does now, but they actually had giant LED screens that. Yeah. The cast stood in front of and you know the background was the world that they were in behind them and they made it look really realistic and it came out really well. I still need to watch the behind the scenes series that they published uh, on May 4th. I haven't sat down and watched that yet but I think you're right. I think a lot of the on-set filming will be done you know cgi whether it's in front of an actual screen or a green screen it just at least for the foreseeable future um as far as a lull in content that has to be coming sooner than later right like for example my wife and i uh just finished the mayans motorcycle club we finished catching up on the first two seasons of that so immediately i looked to see when season three was coming out supposed to be fall of this year i i don't know anything about timing of Filming, you know, post-production, all that stuff, I I don't follow it too much, so I don't know, but I would imagine they were probably filming season three right now or at least starting to film it or getting ready to film it. It's hard to think that this fall we'll actually have season three of the Mayans Motorcycle Club series because of the delays here. Do you know more about, you know, the timing and the length of of what goes into post-production and all that?
1: You know, it really depends where some of these, con- where in what countries and what states uh, these things sure. were shot yeah. um, and, and how much of this was shot, how long ago some of the, 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 the like what we call the A-roll versus the, B, the B-rolls, you know, of, of these things when they're shot, right? I mean, typically, um, you know, if you look at like, you know, these series like, you know, Westworld, right? A lot of that was shot on location in Singapore because the entire city was effectively used as the backdrop for, you know, the future of Los Angeles and, you know, 100 years from now or something like that. So those those types of things have to be arranged ahead of time, you know, if you've got to take over streets and stuff like that. I don't, I don't know how the heck that could possibly occur right now if they wanted yeah. to film another season of that. So, you know, in, in, indoor, indoor things may be... I, again, you know, I I don't know how, how labor laws and stuff and you know, contracting with actors and stuff have to work with them being in close quarters with people who film and so there's a there's a lot of stuff that you have to think about when you're putting together a television or a movie production. Um, I, I'm wondering about some of the really big films that were that were shot with principal photography, um, like Dune is supposed to be out in December of 2020. So I know if they they finish principal, I don't know if they're if they're if they're finishing up. Uh, you know secondary effects and things like that uh right now which might potentially delay the release who knows but there's lot there's lots of films that, are, that were were in production when this thing hit so, yeah, I mean, who knows yeah
0: and the delays and uh it's going to be quite a bit i would imagine you know one thing I, just this week i watched uh on food network amy Schumer learns to cook i, I don't remember the exact uh title of it but it was it's a it's a series on food network now that her and her husband and their nanny have filmed at home with a couple of cameras and it's completely raw and like it doesn't have the production value of what you would expect from any yeah. television show especially food network but it it was very realistic and also personal you know Part of me hopes that we see more content like that during the lull, it, you know, and as things trickle down, we, we see rushed series. I mean, they haven't had long to make and film this and, and, you know, edit it and everything else. And it's like I said, it's very raw. And so part of me hopes that we see more series like that kind of get back to what reality.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and I agree. Part of it is also the techniques, right? Because we know GoPros and, and, and even iPhone cameras have very high quality uh, as long as I mean, there's lighting issues that have to be dealt with. There's oh, other yeah. things. The lighting's
0: right? horrible. The lighting on it is absolutely horrible. Yeah, especially lighting, the show. lighting
1: is is a is an issue that, that you know, stu- you need for studios to to get what you want, right? Um, but the actual camera quality of of the iPhone, you know, 11 Pro is is fantastic. You know, yeah, I mean, speaking the regular of- iPhone 11 does a great job. Even though the SE does a great job. Right. This yeah. Camera. So
0: yeah, Apple the, just. You know, sent me a press release this week that American Idol, in order to finish the season, they sent every cast member, every contestant, three iPhone 11 Pros, and a microphone and a ring light, and that's how they're filming the rest of the season with these various cameras. They yeah, I mean, you'd be you can do
1: with a nice mic and a and a nice and a nice ring light, um, and 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 good editing and stuff. I mean, if you take a look at what you know how. SNL was when um they, they they had to do their first COVID episode yeah. versus the ones they've done since. They
0: they've done so a much, much better. better
1: jobs with yeah. the ones since than they have the first one. And I, I think they just got the production uh logistics figured out. You know, how to get people the right types of equipment and how to tell people how to set up equipment and stuff is really I think half of the battle with this stuff, you know, yeah, especially, absolutely. you know. So, yeah, I mean, so I think we might get some interesting new content. My, I think the real battle is going to be in the distribution of this content, right? Yeah. So if we're not going to have movie theaters, how are we going to watch first-run movies and how are they going to get out to the channel, right? So if you think about the current Hollywood system, right, you have studios, right, that have, um, you know infrastructure they've got they've got you know places to film in large indoor areas they got they got mobile crews to go out and film things with cameras they have art departments they have all those all those things you know and 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 costumes and, and and stuff and then of course you've got production companies that they contract and hire to actually go out and do this stuff right and then you have all the marketing stuff right but then you have the distribution right and it used to be that you know movie theaters Presumably, we're hopefully we're still going to have them, but like, you know, like AMC and Regal, you know, how they have all this, these, these, these theaters you go out to and you go watch movies. Right. And those, and a lot of that, those, the, the film, the cost of running that film came from selling popcorn and sodas and candies and things like that. That's how they would make most of their money is on concessions. So if we're not going to have movie theaters, if they're not going to continue to make money, then we're going to need to have to distribute them directly to streaming right now if we think about now what streaming networks are those going to end up on right because for so their first run they got to be paid for somehow right yeah, so yeah. so i i don't see first run going direct to hbo or direct to netflix or you know these are going to have to be ending up on a streaming service where you're paying a premium to watch these in some way and what's the business model going to be are you going to pay per like on apple on on apple movies or it's like Disney uh, is Disney is the Disney Plus channel gonna have a special you know pay five or ten dollars extra to watch this on top of your subscription, or are they gonna charge more for a super premium version of Disney Plus specifically to watch all their films?
0: So I think we already kind of have part of that answer, and in, that is based off of the Trolls World Tour release, where AMC and Universal got in this news. Arguments uh, with statements from each CEO, with universal touting how successful this was for them to release trolls straight to consumers, twenty dollars for forty-eight hour rental across all of the services, and saying that it proves that the new business model will work even after things return to normal, meaning that they were going to look at potentially releasing in theaters and at home, or just at the home at home in some cases going forward. And AMC came out immediately and said, if that is the case, we will never carry another movie of yours again. You need to come to us first and then go to, to you know, direct- Well, it.
1: the theater system clearly feels very threatened.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It destroys everything that they have. It destroys their revenue. Uh, so, but I think eventually that's what we're going to see, but you have a lot of questions to answer there for the studios. And in, in that, you know, if you rent in a movie from Apple, Apple takes a cut of that revenue and the theater doesn't get it, or the, the um, yeah. studio doesn't get it themselves. So, you know, 100% of that. So are we going to see a universal app, you know, whatever other studio? Or are we going to see direct apps to, to rent from, um, and then eventually it goes out to all the other networks? Or, you know, how is that going to work uh, going forward? I, I would think that they'll take kind of the similar approach that Disney did with Frozen 2, and that was, they released it to buy, and then two weeks later, it was made free on Disney+. Plus. So if you wanted early access, you could buy it uh, for $20 or whatever it was, or you could wait a couple extra weeks, and you'll get it as part of your Disney Plus subscription, which I think works. They made a ton of money selling it, and I'm sure it caused a few people to sign up. I think
1: for something like Frozen, yeah. We have a huge blockbuster, but think right. about all the movies that come out of the studio system. Not everybody's gonna wanna do that for every single film that runs out. So there's gonna need to be some type right. of eat all you can type of service to get the revenue out for, 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 for as, as, a, as an aggregate, right, you know, for across, across the studio's properties and releases. Yeah.
0: So like a subscription to Universal Studios? Potentially, but yes. Not the theme park, but the actual movie releases.
1: Yeah, yeah, potentially, yes. I see that happening.
0: Um, right, so one last question for you. After all of this, are you, are you going to start going back to movie theaters? I know you said you probably want to do your Regal subscription again, but do you <sighs> ever see yourself going back?
1: I need to see a, a cure or a a, a a viable treatment Yeah. before I go into large public spaces like that.
0: Yeah, I agree. Even with social distancing practices, you know, how many ever seats away? Part of... Part of the experience for me going to theaters is, with my family, and that's the only time I go, is it's a so, social thing. Yes, we're in the theater and we're not talking, but we're all sharing the experience together. And if we're three seats away from each other the entire time, that, that's not a fun experience, right? It's I don't like, know if I
1: want to wear a mask while watching a movie either. That's just, yeah, how are you going
0: to eat your popcorn?
1: How are you going to eat your popcorn? But also, it's uncomfortable to do yeah. for extended periods of time. I mean... Um, I mean, I wear a mask every time I go out in public, and I can tell you, just standing around anywhere for five, ten minutes, breathing in with one of those things is, is 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 not fun.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Fogging up my glasses, trying to talk to someone <laughs> every time you breathe—it's it's not a fun experience. So sitting there for a couple hours in a theater, uh, it it would be the same same experience, if not worse, because you're watching a movie
1: the, the other side of this which i think is going to be interesting is if we're not going to go into theaters and we're going to be using our homes how much more what kind of investments can we expect people to put in their home theater systems i mean right now um you know i have a, a beam a sonos beam i got a couple of play threes acting as, as surround sounds it works pretty good i was looking into potentially putting a sub in there but that's another 700 dollars or something like that um but the, the question is, what is, is the audio production values um, for movies in the future going to be optimized for what a, a typical home theater system is versus that these big bad THX sound systems that we had. Right. And also the, the video reproduction, you cannot expect even with, with people with, with really good internet, right? To be able to stream 100, you know, full, full quad HD, you know, 4K quality on on a uh on a home on a home broadband and 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 television setup you know it's just not going to be the same uncompressed full full experience that you would have gotten in a movie theater my question is to how much effort are they going to be putting back into these types of shows um you know i, I mean are,
0: are we going to see a, a degradation quality or, or i mean right you know yeah, I mean, I think that's a good question, but it also, the flip side of that is, are people going to start upgrading their home theater systems in order to make up for not going to movie theaters itself? You know, Sonos, you mentioned the Beam. I have one as well. It's great. They just announced the Arc, though, that has Dolby yeah. Atmos, which is their first Dolby Atmos speaker. You know, it's designed for 65 or 75-inch TVs. I think the... the arc length is like 45 inches or something it's, he- yeah, it's it huge. it replaces cellar. the
1: play bar that i bought a couple of years ago over there and uh it's uh it, it, that, that model was around for a very long time yeah so we've been i had i had thought about replacing it with, with with the arc but that was like last year i was hoping there was a new play bar on there wasn't so um i ended up replacing it with a beam which is much smaller um but i mean it works pretty good I mean, I mean, for for mo- for most television and, and movie content, it just that it doesn't have that, that really hard, you know, uh, you know, built-in uh, sh- stronger driver sounds um, that you expect out of a spe- out of a loudspeaker system like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I've been testing a sixty-five-inch Vizio 4K TV. It, it, it's tremendous. It, you know, we no. had a normal fifty-five-inch. Uh, Fire TV edition from Toshiba, which it looked fine, but the difference in picture quality is stunning. And I can definitely see the desire once uh, I'm able to hear a true surround sound system on it to just leave it in place and, and you know upgrade everything to get the best viewing experience at home. But to your point, yeah, will we see lower quality uh, work out of the studios? I I don't know. I think there'll be optimization for a new... Uh, distribution channel, uh, but
1: yeah. Well, you're you're going to need uh, beefed up edge networks to yeah. be able to, to, I mean, so maybe we'll see some more investments at the edge uh, due to this potentially. Right. Well, any closing thoughts, Jason? No, I mean, you know what? I, I I'm a movie guy. I mean, I love I I love movies more than I like television. Right? Okay. You know, I, I I like I like to sit back on a long form two hour film and just escape. Sure. You know. So, um, and I, but I did love the experience of going out and, and being with my wife and lying back on these great recliners and just, just chilling out, you know, in the dark. And so I've been trying to replicate that at home and it's not quite the same. Uh, you know, I, I do like the fact I can stop a movie. I can, I can watch um, closed captions and, and all those things. But like I said, it's a different experience. Um, I, I just want, I'm just curious as what is going to happen with, with the quality of our content, the frequency of the content, you know, when we, we used to expect these, these TV seasons, you know, on, on a cadence, right? Yeah. Now, potentially, we could see television series, you know, two years between releases and stuff, you know, like more like what happened with Game of Thrones. <laughs> right. So uh, the more complicated, the more, the more elaborate, the more, the more level of effort, more heavy lifting they're going to have to do. Uh, especially with all the new requirements, you know, that they're going to be in play after all this. So it's it's a brand new world for, for television and film, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like I said at the beginning, I don't go to movie theaters that often, but when I do, it's for big releases like Star Wars, and usually that means I take my nieces and my nephew with me, and we all watch Star Wars and enjoy that experience together. It's something we look forward to every time there's a new release date, something we talk about for months on end. Uh, hopefully, by then, uh, by the next major release, we'll have something to look forward to and be able to ex- enjoy that experience together. Otherwise, we'll have to figure out a way to do it at home, whether that means buying a projector and putting it on the side of the house and making the best of it outside. I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. It'll be an interesting world, as you said, once all of this starts to ramp down and you know there's a vaccine or, or a cure or a treatment. But it'll be interesting to see where we go from here. All right, I'm Jason Cipriani.
1: And I'm Jason Perola.
0: This is Jason Squared. Make sure to check out more of our work at zdnet.com.